ओम नमो भगवते वसुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वसुदेवाय ओम माय बाउ टू द लॉर्ड वसुदेवा गुड गुड डे फ्रेंड्स जॉय टू यू आई एम स्टिल रीडिंग from the first chapter of the Bhagavad Gita. And there's a lot of fun in this part of the chapter where Bhishma, the ego, is uh, trying to get the, uh, get the mind restless again. So he blows his conch of the breath and the mind is pulled down and then all the sounds of the uh, world around come on. And then the good side, Krishna and the qualities of the soul have their play and they come in to draw the soul. Now, Once you've been drawn out of meditation, you're not going to suddenly hear the roar of Om. It's in deep meditation that you'll hear that sound of Om. But the truth is that as you go into meditation, there's that side to draw you in as opposed to the outward sounds that try to draw you out. And so Krishna here, I mean, uh, the Gita here is saying, and then it was that Madhava, Krishna, and Pandava, Arjuna, stationed in their magnificent chariot, drawn by white horses, five in number, representing the five senses, blew mightily on their celestial conches. Now remember, everything, science is, it's so easy to teach yoga now, because now science has proved that everything is energy, and everything is vibrations of energy. And so the... Um, When we understand that, we understand that we ourselves are really only vibrations of energy. And that vibration of energy can manifest in many different ways. It manifests in the vibrations of the uh, sounds of traffic and of dogs barking and people talking and dishes clattering and so on. And it manifests inwardly also as certain vibrations of higher consciousness. God, when he brought creation into outward manifestation, God was just the infinite. In fact, he wasn't God then. God is what he becomes when spirit creates. But spirit was just I am that I am, that infinite still consciousness without a ripple, just absolute Satchitananda, ever conscious, ever existing, ever new bliss. And when he creates, he begins to create with vibrations. And we've likened those vibrations to the waves on the sea, with their rising and dips and so on. But that same thing, where you have vibration, you have two manifestations. One is light and one is sound. That's why in the Bible it said, let there be light. And in the book of St. John, the first verse is, in the beginning there was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now, Word doesn't mean uh, the Bible itself, obviously. <laughs> The Word of God, most people think, is the Bible, but you, you don't have the Bible before you've got paper to print it on. You don't, got, you don't have the Bible until you've got a planet for it to be on and people to read it. The Word meant not the Bible. It meant that vibration of Om, that cosmic vibration that brought all things into manifestation. And as when I speak, my words are the, are the vibration of my thoughts. So the word of God, the Om, is the vibration of his consciousness manifesting itself in 
creation in all the different forms of creation that we see around us and those that are too subtle also for us to see. Now where there is vibration, as I said, there is sound. And that sound manifests itself first in Om. It's a very interesting thing that uh, the Om uh, vibration, as it's called in India, has three aspects, Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva. And many, most Hindus will think that these are personified people. But what it really is, is three vibrations of the Om sound. The first one, Brahma, is the creator. And the second one, the Vishnu sound, is the preserver. And uh, the destroyer is Shiva, who withdraws everything back into himself. And you can tell this, in a way, with a motor. You know, first of all, when they sing Om traditionally in India, they say, Om, Om, Om. The first one is loud, the second medium, and the lowest uh, uh, very soft. But it's very interestingly like a, a motor. You hear a car starting up oh, 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 in a high sound. Then when it reaches a level, it goes oh. And when it's finished, then it oh, the motor dies. So it's interestingly similar to the three vibrations of Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva. I hope you don't mind my sense of humor about these divine things, because after all, God himself has a lovely sense of humor. He couldn't have created so much goofballs if he didn't. Anyway, so the, the cosmic vibration, when you hear it in your, in your uh, you, uh, listen for it in the right ear. A very good technique is to close the ears and listen in the right ear. Um, left ear is okay, but usually when mantra diksha, mantra initiation is given in India, it's always given into the right ear. This is the um, this is the positive side of the body. And it's an interesting fact that uh, scientists have found that by stimulating a certain area above the right ear, they've been able to develop in people uh, certain psychic abilities. So the intuition is somehow so associated with this. This is something that we explored over the decades ahead of us. But we're in an age when man is ready to explore these things. And that is why the great yogis have sent yoga to the West to bring people to an awareness that there are ways that you can part your curtain so that the sun can come in. You don't have to let God's grace do it all. St. Paul, and this is what Christian fundamentalists love to quote, thou art saved not by works but by, by the grace of God. Okay, works doesn't mean very much. You serve in hospitals and so on, that's works. But the divine work on yourself, uh, why would you write a scripture if you didn't think that it could help people to open themselves to God? Opening yourself to God is the real divine work. And these are ways of helping you to open yourself. Yoga as a science has this purpose. It's not some sort of weird magic. It simply is a means of helping to teach you how to open yourself to the divine presence within. And as you go within, there are certain sounds that come from the astral body itself. I talked of these chakras, these centers in the spine. I associated them with the Pandava brothers. The uh, Sahadev, the lowest chakra, the Muladhara, is the, uh, it's like a sound of a bumblebee. And in deep meditation, you may sometimes hear that. 
The next sound up is Krishna's flute. And uh, Krishna is symbolic. All those stories of the gopis and so on, they're, they're not to be taken literally. He, um, actually, my guru said that those gopis were incarnated rishis, and they were playing the role of divine love and lover, but this is a, a divine role. It's not, the, all, those, all those girls had husbands, and Krishna was pre-puberty, he was a child. We must understand these things on a much higher level than people have been inclined to understand them. But Krishna's flute, luring the devotees out into the forest, this is the sound emitted by that second chakra, chakra the Swadhisthana. And then the Manipur, the lumbar center, that has a sound like a plucked string instrument. That's why people, when they talk of heaven, playing harps in heaven, the plucked instrument, in, in India they talk of a plucked veena, but it's a, strand, it's a sound of a plucked instrument, string instrument, and uh, that emanates from this chakra. The, uh, the, the, uh, from the heart center, the anahat, there's a sound of uh, a deep gong bell when you hear it well. All of these things can be heard in variations too. For example, the flute may sound just like trickling water or like a sound of crickets, but if you hear these things, don't think there's something physiologically wrong with you. You are hearing something that if you go into, you can raise your consciousness. Well, I don't have time to talk more today, but I will pursue this thing in my next talk. Joy to you.